Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. As you know, this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode. You can catch us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of your favorite online streaming podcast platforms. Drop us a line, subscribe, leave a comment, particularly on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing uh, as I continue to grow this thing from the ground up. I am continuing my series with interviews with independent filmmakers and folks who are uh, knowledgeable about the world of independent film and short films. And I'm pleased to welcome today, Jason Wolos. Jason is a talented writer, director, and producer on mm -hmm. independent films such as Trattoria, Girl in the Golden Gate Park, and The Deep Sky. He's also skilled at shooting and editing films as well. He's a very talented cinematographer. Like the basketball fan that he is, Jason could play any position when it comes to filmmaking. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, Cedric. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Likewise. Thank you for coming on. So um, let's start at the beginning. So I'm going to ask you, where did you grow up uh, and how did you foster and develop your, your talent for filmmaking? Uh, I am from Buffalo, New York, a suburb of Buffalo, New York. Um, and not to date myself, but I started... Back in the film days, uh, my grandfather had a Super 8 camera for home movies, home videos. And my cousins and I would go and grab that Super 8 camera on the weekends or whenever it was free, sneak it out and go and make kind of like, you know, cops and robbers, you know, spoofs, uh, you know, neighborhood movies with the other kids on the block. Uh, and then ship that Super 8 film off to the, the lab, get it back and watch it on the home screen. And, and that was kind of our... Our, the start of our passion. Uh, jump ahead forward real quick. Uh, back when I started, you know, there was only maybe three big film schools, a couple film schools, really wasn't a viable career path, college path choice. I moved out to San Francisco and there was filmmaking activity, filmmaking groups in San Francisco. So I joined one, a legendary one that's no longer in existence called the Film Arts Foundation. And that became kind of like my film school and uh, where I connected to other filmmakers, documentarians, narrative filmmakers, uh, cinematographers, whatnot, uh, and uh, made my first short film in a class there. My, my first like major short film, meaning, uh, you know, I spent money on it. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, back in the day, you had to buy, I shot it on 16 millimeter film. And, you know, probably a roll of 10 minute film costs anywhere from 100 to $200 just to buy it. Wow. You got to film it, then you send it to the lab. It's another few hundred dollars. And by the time you got it back, you've already spent $500 or so, and you don't even know if it's in focus or it's you know, exposed correctly. Anyways, the first short film I did uh, reinforced that I was kind of on the right path by getting into many film festivals and even uh, getting uh, to be played on a, some airlines uh, in flight as kind of like a short film program. So, so basically, you know, I started with Super 8 film and just making uh, home movies and uh, and getting reinforced along the way, but, you know, never stopping uh, to learn. It never ends. Is it one of those things where you came to the Bay Area, to San Francisco, fell in love and never went back? Have you stayed here since then or have you gone back and forth? Yeah, I have family here. So okay. they uh, kind of invited me out during like semester breaks or or summer breaks. And by visiting here, I saw, you know, when some people graduate or when they're in college, like they go where they get work, understandably. Right. I'm like, I'm going to go live in San Francisco and find work. Hmm. Uh, and I wasn't really doing a profession or a, a degree that 
uh, was driving me. You know, I wasn't passionate about it. It was architecture. I enjoyed it. It was, you know, uh, interesting to me, but I was always fascinated by filmmaking. And it kind of was reflective of my college grades where I'm acing the film courses and whatnot and, you know, doing, you know, mediocre and other courses. Um, you mentioned uh, short films, and um, I had the, the, the pleasure, and we'll talk about uh, shortly about SF Indie Shorts, which, thank you so much, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But, um, you know, to me, short films are such a, a, an untapped source of wonderful and diverse entertainment. I mean, there's so much out there. There's so many. There's, if, if there's anything you're interested in, you could probably find a short film about it. So um, in terms of the short film, I mean, I don't know if there's a market or just how people view short films. Where are the opportunities, in your view, uh, for increased visibility? Because it seems like, I mean, there's no, in my opinion, there's no Netflix of short films, right? There's no place to really just go. And so how can that change? Or in your experience, what have you seen as some, maybe some of the barriers to that? Yeah, well, uh, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, when the Internet was young and new and streaming was becoming possible, there were sites that were just dedicated to short films. I can't remember the names. Maybe it was called like iFilm and hmm. a few others. Um, and they held around for a little bit, but probably just wasn't uh, a viable business, uh, you know, uh, plan in that. And and then especially since nowadays we have, you know, short form video like YouTube or right. uh, the social media platforms, that's where most uh, eyeballs are going. Um you know, this is a long-term question, a long answer question. Um, but basically, my short-term answers, uh, short-form answers, I don't think there's like a, a viable kind of um, uh, platform for short films other than film festivals like where I met you or other than, you know, through uh, a YouTube channel or, um, you know, Vimeo or something like that. Um, just because there's too many distractions for people, for viewers, mm. right? When they hunker down to watch a movie, it's going to be a longer form, in my opinion, or it's going to be um, something they can binge on, right? A series. Sure. sure. So short forms are kind of a uh, a unique oddball where you dedicate yourself to go and see it, maybe at like a film festival. Uh, not to say that short films aren't worth making or pursuing or watching. It's just, it's a entirely different um, entertainment format. Do you think that might have something to do with um, the folks on in front of the camera? Meaning, if you're going to go see, you know, Wakanda Forever, you know the people that are going to be in it. In a short film, many times uh, it's actors just getting started, or or people who are just getting into their careers, and they may not have that name recognition. So uh, I'm wondering if that might have something to do with it. Sure, I, I bet you're right. Absolutely. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of um, similar to. Um, you know, a viewer dedicating their time, committing their time. If they're going to go and sit down, like I said, to uh, this kind of entertainment format, they probably want something that's a little bit longer. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, you know, they're looking at their phone. Uh, there's so many short uh, form um, types of entertainment video wise on their phone that, um, you know, they'll come across a short film on YouTube or, or whatnot. Um, so it's not to say that like, there, there isn't um, an audience for short films. There's a huge audience for short films. We're watching them all the time. It's just, I don't think it's an economic or a, a business kind of model that uh, is financially uh, worthwhile long-term. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. As you as you know, as a filmmaker, I think it's more from 
the maker side, the filmmaker side, that short form is uh, very worthwhile. You know, as a as a launching uh, film, as a um, exercise, as an education, uh, as a calling reel. You know, calling film very worthwhile before you go and you know tackle a feature film or a TV series. Right. Um, and as I mentioned, I met you at SF Indie Shorts, which is the associated with the San Francisco and um, Short Film Festival, and you were associated with that. So. Uh, it was awesome. First of all, thank you guys. The hospitality was great. We got to share uh, share our film. It was wonderful. And um, you guys are just awesome. But talk to me about that film festival, uh, um, you know, your role in it and just because uh, it's massive, man. It's a it's a big deal. It's it's long term. It's uh, it's pretty uh, prestigious, I guess. Uh just happened to be by its, you know, being around for so long. And uh, congratulations again to you, by the way. I'd Thank like you. To put it back to you. Well done. Not only making a short film, but a lovely short film that the audience has loved. Uh, Blue Eyeshadow. Well done, you. sir. Uh, um, you know, it's a it's a excellent film festival. It started with the San Francisco Independent Film Festival. And there's just, um, from my knowledge, just, um, you know, independent feature films back in the day when kind of like Sundance was maybe the only thing. So it was almost like, Possibly, don't quote me on this, but sure. you know, a rebellion to just a few limited big film festivals, and there weren't as many as there are today. You know, ubiquitous film festivals everywhere. Um, so they, uh, some filmmakers started here to showcase their films, and all the other independent films and talented filmmakers, at least in the Bay Area, that weren't getting exposed or getting into film festivals like Sundance, and it took off. And nowadays, there's film festivals everywhere, and so it grew to be so large that then they did an offshoot of even. The short films, they have a short film program in the Big Fest, but they now have the San Francisco Independent Shorts Film Festival, where you and I met. Uh, and that's uh, going on its fifth year. And it's just, it's, you know, from day one, it's been off and running, you know, thousands of submissions, lots of films uh, uh, to watch and screen and, and in the program. And, uh, you know, it's a seven day independent film festival with just short films. That's how many movies are out there. And uh, I guess one of the advantages for you is you get to watch uh, a lot of these films <laughs> and, t and talk about them. So um, what stood out to you this year um, uh, with, with some of the films that you got to see? Uh, well, let me let me just, can I just answer that in general? Sure, of course. Specific, of course. Like you said, I did watch so many and sure. it's truly one of the reasons why I do it. It's not so much, it's not for the pay at all. It's for the enjoyment of watching films and sure. filmmakers and, and seeing some great stuff. Uh, on that note, Filmmaking is just elevated to another level. It's just, you know, when I started, uh, even I was a screener way back when for other film festivals, the quality and production value of film fest, uh, films, short films, is just outstanding. I mean, it's so professional. Back in the day when I was a film screener for other major film festivals, it was easy to, to deny uh, a film, a short film, because of the quality, like poor audio, out of focus, you know, just it's mm -hmm. like, can't see it it's dark whatever it's they can't hear it you know um and even if it was good it's like well i can't accept it nowadays i have to watch everything um because that's not one of the uh you know the the things that make me disqualify them they all look and sound great occasionally there's sound problems that's a little uh and you know pet peeve of mine um but uh the other kind of overview general thing besides them all being exceptionally well made is um for short films, this is, and this is a little bit of a Jason um, film director pet peeve. Sure. They're not short enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and, and I understand this because I'm a filmmaker. So my point is uh, a lot of first time filmmakers or filmmakers that just have 
great footage and they can't let go. Like they don't cut or edit down to the essence of the story. They hang on to this beautiful footage, which is lovely to watch, but it just slows down the story a little bit. Um, you know, so you got to be willing to, um, to cut your film. A short film should be shorter. Uh, you know, there were even films that were, you know, close to 40, 45 minutes. And that's, you know, categorically a short film, but the material didn't hold up for 45 minutes. You know, my, our, our attention spans are so short. Um, keep it under 20 minutes, in my opinion. It can be longer, but, you know, a short film should be short. Um, I want to shift gears now and talk to you about, uh, again, as I've said in the open, uh, you pretty much can do anything when it comes to producing a film. You can produce the film, you can direct the film, write the film, uh, you can shoot the film. I mean, just so um, as it relates to production and your experiences with producing a film, what's your style in terms of because it takes a team really to to produce a film. And, you know, it's, it's not, you know, I'm a Prince fan. Prince did everything, but you really can't do that <laughs> with a film right, right. for the most part. So right. what's your style like? How do you? how do you make sure you have the right people on your team for, for maybe folks out there who are thinking about starting a production company or just starting yeah. to get, get into this? Yeah. What's your, what's some of the advice uh, that you have about the people around you? Yeah. Um, well, I kind of hear two answers to that question. Sure. Uh, you know, the first part is like, I, I do all those things, you know, because when you're coming up in this business you, and to support yourself, especially in a place like the Bay area, you kind of got to be able to be uh, versatile and, you know, kind of a utility person so you can pay the bills. Right. Hmm. So it, it, it came out of, you know, being able to do those things came out of uh, one to get the jobs and the work and then also to teach myself other positions. So I only became a better filmmaker and um, a better, whatever role I'm in, because I now understand all the different positions, right. All the crew positions. Um, and on that note um, uh, that's, what's important about, you know, making uh, a project it's a collaboration from the get-go and not to lose sight of that uh so you know you gotta hire good people around you uh, people that you want to work with not even that are qualified but you you want to work with because you know i had to sometimes be on sets where um you know they might be the best person but they weren't the most uh let's say enjoyable to work with mm. um and and that can then kind of come through on the, the final result um, because you want people that are all on the same page and all like respecting and, and um, you know, collaborating together. Uh, and, and then on that note, my style is that kind of path. I'm a sociable guy. I like people. Um, and so I surround myself with people uh, I want to, I want to be working with. I don't have to be their best friend. They don't have to be a friend, but you know, they have to have um, besides the skills uh, just the the uh, kind of desire and honesty to do good work and and be a good person uh, and, and and share the the vision of getting to the finish line for that um, that project right <laughs> so um, uh, you know it's and then treat everybody with respect treat everybody like friends and family on the set um, and even though you know sometimes they say being on a movie set isn't fun or shouldn't be fun I, I think it should be enjoyable so I try and make people excited to come back the next day even if it's been a 12-hour day shoot or something you know they're on the same page and they're it's kind of like a like a basketball team or some sort of sports team where you're you're unified towards the victory even though maybe you don't hang out after the game is played exactly old uh years ago the old oakland a's historically i i heard that they used to fight like cats and dogs but 
they would win. <laughs> they would win. Know, right. But exactly. on the field, on the exactly. field, they were unified. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and that's that's kind of how I feel. Um, you know, I hate being on a set, whether it's mine or someone else's, and you just you can tell someone's just not wanting to be there. It's unfortunate, and that happens. You know, there's sometimes we're at places we don't want to be, but but there are still people that maybe oh, I'd rather be doing something else, but I am uh, focused to help this project succeed. That's I want those kind of people around me, you cool. know. Um, I mentioned some of the films that you worked on um, when I came in during the opening, but uh, let me ask you, who are some of the folks who, who you uh, aspire to? I mean, who are, the, who are the folks that have influenced your filmmaking or actors or directors or people that you were like, yeah, that that's the person that I want to study. And, and yeah, that, yeah. Who, who's that uh, for you? That's always a hard question because there's so many wonderful filmmakers, films. Um, but since you mentioned some of those films up the, at the beginning, um, uh, one of them, like Girl in Golden Gate Park, uh, I help produce. I'm a producer on it, but the filmmaker is J.P. Allen. So I will mention him because he's a Bay Area filmmaker and he inspires me and uh, motivates me. Um, and not that everyone has heard of him or they're super famous, but, um, you know, he has a, a drive and a passion and a singular vision to make movies on his own terms, even though maybe, you know, he's not always getting the big Hollywood star or he's getting the big budget. And that's not going to stop him. He's going to make a movie every few years. Uh, he's going to he's going to uh, satisfy his creative filmmaking soul. Where uh, a lot of people, myself included, I may get hung up and procrastinate on you know it's got to be just right, or I got to have enough resources, or enough money, or the right star. And then as it goes on, it's like, well, I haven't made my own kind of personal film in another year, another year, another year. Where JP goes and. He kind of produces, you know, he, he, he delivers um, films every other year. So he's he's one. He's also a friend of mine. And then, you know, other uh, filmmakers that are just like very authentic and creative in their voices. Um, Alexander Payne, he did Election. He did November. Um, Spike Lee. I got Spike Lee on the wall over here. A singular vision, uh, authentic, true to his voice. Uh, he's trying. He's kind of like, I mean, he's an independent filmmaker, but he's kind of like my friend J.P. Allen. It's like. He's going to make a movie no matter what. He's going to get it done. He's going to find the resources, the money. The, uh, you know, he has to make a movie. It's like part of him. If he doesn't make a movie, he's going to you know, die. He, so he's always going to be making movies because that is part of his, his soul and his, his creative soul. Um, so I wish I was making more movies. So like Spike Lee <laughs> and J.P. Allen, they, they sure. inspire me. There's lots yeah. of other film directors that are just like, you know, favorites and stuff. And I love their movies. But, you know, those are two that come to mind that um, – you know, inspire me because they just keep churning out movies. Sure. I mean, Spike Lee, I don't, I don't think we give him enough credit for how prolific he is. Um, right. Exactly. He, he's prolific. <laughs> yeah. And even, I mean, maybe now he's more, you know, with, has the means now to go and pursue even side movies. Like, you know, I know he's done a couple of documentaries mm -hmm. or he's produced other people's projects. That's wonderful. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, he is a filmmaker. He has to be a filmmaker and that kind of stuff inspires me because there's days I'm sure you feel this sometimes where you're a creative person where life gets in the way. And so you're like, I got to go take care of those responsibilities, which you should, but, but then you don't do your filmmaking stuff. Yeah. And you yeah. push it aside. I got to remember, like I'm a filmmaker. So those type of people inspire me to remember I'm a filmmaker. Well said, well mm -hmm. said. Um, well, as we get ready to wrap this up, um, where can people get more information about you? Maybe projects you're working on, things like that. Uh, where can they go to, to find more information about you? Uh, well, you know, there's always the, the staples, IMDb. 
just Jason Wolos on IMDb. Um, my feature film that I wrote, directed, helped produce um, uh, is Trattoria, the movie.com. It's a good, it's a good date night, you know, flick. If you want to watch it with your, your partner, you know, get a glass of wine and watch it with your lover. Uh, good foodie film. Uh, so Trattoria, the movie. Um, and then, you know, just Google me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. We'll that put a link works. to because uh, I think uh, and thank you for the pronunciation. Trattoria is actually uh, it's on Amazon, correct? Uh, is it on Amazon? Yeah, it, it it may we're between distributors, but like I think now you know it's it's sales agents and distributors. It might be on sure. Tubi. For okay. free. You might be okay. able to catch it free right now on Tubi. I'm sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and, and quick note: uh, one thing I found out, I guess last year, Amazon really stopped um dabbling in the independent film world i mean they kind of put a wall up which was surprising to me they did uh and you know um but you can still get your films on amazon it's just a little bit more challenging it's more of a drier conversation for another time but um you can still do it and the, the problem is it's like they're not really uh sharing the profits with a filmmaker you know uh, it's like mm -hmm. they take a big chunk of it uh so but uh but yeah it's uh they're not they're not so much uh independent filmmaker friendly but it's still uh, a, an avenue for filmmakers sure sure well jason again thank you so much for taking the time today to come on the edric show i really appreciate it thank you again for all the hospitality uh with sfnd and with the shorts uh film festival yeah. that was fantastic uh being there with so many great filmmakers and so many talented people yeah that's another uh, plug people should people should check out if you're probably gonna put the links you know sfinfest.com too yeah i can put a link down in the description absolutely right all right jason well thanks again oh last question warriors yeah. fan right big time oh, of course of yeah, course yeah 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 so any any concerns with uh, uh yeah right clay now? thompson's a little bit of slump and he's never been there like this before so i'm a little bit worried about him but uh i think he'll come out of his rut um and you know uh, they're a great team. We've had yeah. a great run. We're all we're all yeah. blessed with the the fantastic team we've had for years. So now this is all ice in the cake, and we got to yeah. kind of uh, ground ourselves because our players are aging. You know, this is going to be one of those last years of this dynasty. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just preparing myself for a little bit of transition. Yeah, uh, but it's still going to be a great season, and I already got some tickets coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. We went to the Sacramento game a couple weeks back, but let's nice. hope James Wiseman can get fixed and yeah. get back at second half of the season because i think he's got so much talent that um he can be a linchpin to helping them on a little run in the second yeah. half of the season same so. with the younger guys yeah absolutely absolutely all right jason well thanks again for coming on the edric show i really appreciate it this has been another edition of the edric show i am your host edric jerome the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people thank you for tuning in don't forget subscribe hit us up on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, all of your favorite online streaming platforms Drop us a line. Let us know how we're doing as I grow this thing from the ground up. Thanks again, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Edric.